Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences. AKA tell all our business. And explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes. Hey girl. Hey. Oh hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hello. Hi. How's everything? It's good. How are you doing? How was your week, Queen? My week. My week was my week. I had a. Oh. I had a eventful weekend. Or no, I didn't. That shit went on the weekend. It was during the week too. I would like to shout out listener Leandra for listener Leandra. <laughs> the girl for coming through with the come through. Oh, I'm going first, I guess. Um. She invited us, but you couldn't come, sadly, to dinner party concert, which is Robert Glasper, Terrence Martin, Kamasi Washington, and Friends. Is it Terrence or Therese? What's that nickname? Pretty sure it's Terrence, sister. Um, It was lovely. She was lovely. First of all, Leandra, what a pleasure you are. Leandra is gorgeous. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Leandra had no makeup on her face and was shining, 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 shiny. Uh, she eats well. She was gorgeous. Um, but it was just a great show. And Robert Glasper is is amazing. Even though we don't know who the fuck he is. <laughs> but Kamasi Washington, that dude is different. It's a different energy. Like he knows how to really rock a crowd with that damn sex. And he was. With that damn sex. I'm serious. Like he was really, he had us going. And so what an amazing show. If, if you have the opportunity, make sure you look them up, check them out and go to their show. I also went to see Emotional Oranges. Do you know them? Absolutely not. I feel like you would like them. Emotional Oranges uh, is managed by Rory. Like, who knew that? I didn't. Um, from Rory and Mall. But I went with Bridget to their show. Which and they're one like is he, this, the white guy? Yeah. Rory's the white guy. They're like this very... Apparently, they're huge, like in Europe and Australia and shit. But they're like an R&B kind of funk, kind of emo alternative but like dance vibe the girl is like super funky and cool dope singer they don't do too much vocally but it's just enough we're like oh this is a groove that's what it is it's a groove it's a vibe and it was a lot of fun had like a lot of just a music filled kind of week um and other news Work was very slow, and so I was able to sit with myself a bit. Oh, hated it. I didn't hate it, but I was I was realizing how ready and willing I am to quote unquote go after it and like create the life that I want for myself. And I've been trying to figure out what that is, and just really like I've been writing even the 
the advertising places that we work with and like, hi, are there any opportunities that it like, and just being more proactive and things and, um, and getting comfortable doing that. I feel like outside of this podcast and probably even a little bit with this podcast that I, in the last couple of years have been waiting for things to come to me, um, that I've just been like putting stuff out and saying like, okay, someone will see this or something's going to happen or I'm going to let the universe manifest. I'm like, fuck that. You still got to submit a resume queen. Like most places you got to show up and let folks know who you are. And, um, after the dinner party show, we were talking backstage. Oh, you would have loved it. Bilal was there. I was thinking about you as little strange, small self. But we were talking with the DJ and I don't remember his name, but he was asking me about the podcast. And again, I did not know how to describe it. I didn't. It's like we have that catchy like, oh, you know, we explore the profound and the profane. Well, what the fuck does that mean? What does it mean? And so I asked Leandra and I was like, how would you describe the podcast? And even she was like, oh, you know, they they talk politics. They talk a little bit of pop culture. They talk a lot about like lifestyle and coming of age. But it's like rooted in friendship. Like their friendship is a big part of the podcast. And we get to listen in and kind of feel like we're a part of it. And that made sense, but it still doesn't feel like a neat bow. You know, it doesn't go back. We got to go back. It's hard. Mission statements and hard. The speak, um, Elevator pitches are very hard. They're so hard. This they is take bu- years to develop. For real, like a, mi- a solid mission statement. I'm sick of that. We need a draft at least. Like we, we I one. need. We do, but it's not. It doesn't tell the story for real. And I'm like, I don't. So listeners, I'm saying all this to say, help. <laughs> do some work for us. <laughs> Let us know what you think. How would you summarize this podcast? I'm so serious. I, it was so helpful to hear what she thought. It really was. And, you know, I think that with some listener feedback and maybe even reading some of the, the, what is it? The reviews, maybe we can help piece something together there. But I really want to pitch this shit I really want to like we have something special and I don't want us to sit around or myself and wait for stuff to come to us we're deserving we need to walk into these spaces we need to be just letting people know about the dope work that we're doing and feel confident in that so that's where I'm out and then lastly, I just want to shout out our editor, Monty. It was Monty. his birthday. Y'all don't know Monty. Boop, boop, Monty boop. is the phantom in the background. Just writing us emails, telling us what we said wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Giving us his thoughts and feedback. Letting us know how we recorded shit wrong. Fixing stuff at the final hour because we didn't read the email until the final hour. Staying up with us until four o'clock in the morning sometimes. Shout out to Monty. You Happy are birthday, Pisces King. The real MVP, and you know who you are. And if y'all need an editor, I don't know if you need more work, Monty, but 
this is a plug. If you need an editor, email us and then we'll forward your shit to Monty. Cause I don't know if he wants us to give his email out. So I won't do that. But yeah, if you need a podcast editor or you need to pick somebody's brain for a, maybe a fee, he's a great resource. He's also a part of the Talking People podcast as well. Yes, he's a host there. Shout out to him. Speaking of, um, just want to clarify, it is Terrace. It's not Terrence. Terrence Martin is a Hollywood it's director. It's Terrace? <laughs> I love myself. So, Did you look, Google it or something? I know his name is Terrace, and I appreciate I how confidently you know. said, it's no, Terrence. it's not, but it's Terrence. I, I heard Terrence from the stage. It Shati. sounds and looks like it should be Terrence because what is Shati, I've I never heard, heard that Terrence name before. from the stage. I feel like I'm getting no, nervous. It's not his name. It's I Terrence. know it's not his name. You Googled it. But why isn't it Terrence? I don't know, but Leandra. <laughs> My bad. Also, that's part of this podcast charm. Continue. Hey there, this is Monty of the People Talking Podcast, editor of Around the Way Curls. I just want to say that it is, in fact, Terrace Martin. Not Terrence, not Terrace, but love you guys all the same. You you were so close, so close. Back to regular schedule programming. Well, I have been in deep prayer over here because it's hard over here in Philadelphia. <laughs> it is an emotional roller coaster and... I'm going through something and I'll make it on the other side. God willing, inshallah. But I've been listening to um, my girl, Carolyn Mace, my little angry Polish um, Irish gnome that I talk about. She's mm. like a spiritualist. She's responsible for um, anatomy of the spirit. I mentioned my boy Gabor Mate in the past you weren't on this episode but she's in the same vein as him although she connects illness to spiritual misalignment in a way that he connects physical illness to like trauma like a more um emotional thing i guess they're very much deeply connected but anyway i go on youtube and i've been listening to her um videos and she's talking about prayer because as I talked about last couple of weeks ago I feel like I'm at a space like I do not have the tools anymore there I need some intervention and she doesn't mince her words and she has this one video she's talking about the power of prayer but she's like in order for you to have to to, to even begin to water your mustard seed of faith in God you have to have faith in yourself you have to in order for you to like do overcome these obstacles and most importantly fuck obstacles in order for you to create a relationship in which you can identify and trust God's voice quote-unquote you have to be in deep relationship with your own voice and trust that first. But if you're like doubting yourself, if you're constantly betraying yourself or in conflict with yourself, God is probably talking to you all the time, but you don't you don't even listen to yourself. What the fuck do you think you're going to have, mm -hmm. you know, this deep guidance? And I was like, bitch. Um 
And so I've been thinking about the ways in which I, I don't think it's really interesting th hearing you talk about wanting to create the life that you want. And it's, again, duality. I think we're on the same path, but the ways in which we go about it um, or the ways in which we explore it are really different. And I've just been sitting with how I feel, of course, and the life that I that I want to feel and the type of inner products or inner um, blossoms that I want to experience. And I was sitting with myself after she had said that, and I was like, yo, I betray myself often. I make promises to myself that I can't keep. And it has eroded my self-esteem in a way because of it. And I was lying there and a voice came to me, which is, you know, me. And I was like, girl, you have, you have addictions. You have serious addictions. And my addiction to social media mm. is a real thing. It takes up a lot of time. It fucks with my, I really think I may have ADHD, like I have undiagnosed ADHD, but it fucks with my ability to concentrate in a deep way that I know is impacting my productivity, is uh, impacting my thought patterns, and I have to get it together. It's just a waste of my time. I, I notice myself on my phone with my daughter watching, and this has been since she was a little being. She saw saw me like crunched over on my fucking phone and I try to like police her about screen time but here she sees me like spending an hour on the couch looking at my phone and so I'm really trying to build this faith in myself I'm really want to create I really want to build my self-esteem so that I can trust myself so that I can hear myself so that you know, I can deepen um, my relationship with myself and, and God. And so I got I got this freedom app on. And um, I, I just looked up like how to block your social, social media. media. Apps. People have talked about it before, but I'm a pay for it. It's freedom app. I couldn't find one that was free that I understood how to interface with and because I have ADD I was like I'm not spending time looking at this so I, I found the freedom app and um, you could block it out it basically it disconnects your the internet connection to the apps for whatever reason so you can go click on the Instagram but it's just going to keep spinning like there's going to be no new feed or you're not going to get any notifications and this is my commitment to myself is to break become more aware and to break my addiction and use it for the tool that it is versus this space of like distraction and um, whatever the fuck Instagram is, this weird world that it is because. Have you looked into, um, I think that's great, but have, have you looked into Dr. Huberman's explanation for why social media is addictive? Have you looked I at mean, that at I all? know it just is dopamine hits. It's it's engineered and designed to be addictive. So are you I getting dopamine hits from anything else? Um, that's what I had to ask myself when I was constantly scrolling. 
I was like, what are you looking for? And why aren't you getting it from any other aspect of your life? Like that's I your- mean, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, probably like, you know, I love, I mean, I have Joe. So Joe's like, you know, a relationship where we love up on each other and sure. I, I don't think my life is void Maybe, maybe there it's it's distracting me from creating those or or um, even seeing it is what I'm saying. It It just takes up to it's a serious addiction that I have made light of that I know once I commit to this, I can start trusting my I can start building this self-esteem that I need to like show up in my life and trust my gut. I think I have a really good gut, but I don't be listening to myself, child fuck and i'm blaming it on meta and i want to show them with all of these other states <laughs> you should so watch out i'm getting a lawsuit from meta for destroying my life and eroding my self-esteem Whoa, and making me make God. poor decisions who joins who wants to join me I no think that's really all. that's real and that's commendable i've noticed that um i've noticed some habits of, of my own that are a bit concerning um both with the phone and with the computer but my thing with the computer is going into our podcast account and checking the downloads maybe five or six times in an hour. It hasn't changed. Girl. It doesn't even change that fast. Yeah. You're it's hitting dings. refresh. It's yeah. Going to the, and looking at the reviews. It has, it does. It refreshes once a day, bitch. And the, the like it's, Going to the email and hitting refresh. It's like, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing right now? What do you want? What do you want in this moment? What yeah. are you doing? So come uh, kudos to you. I'm proud of you. Check in. Everybody check in with your girl. And, and also, social media is a great way to numb and distract. You keep mentioning that you're going through things. I'm privy to what those things are. So... But it's also for 10 years. You know, it's not like just this one thing. This has been a habit for the lifetime of my daughter. All of us. First, it was Facebook. We're all deeply addicted to social media. And we think it's like, oh, it's not like alcohol. It's not, I'm not shooting up heroin. But like, again, my daughter has, for the majority of her life, has seen a phone in my hand and me like, scrolling and i have the nerve to tell her not to do it anyway tricky updates well um speaking of social media please follow us rate subscribe and share the podcast follow our instagram at around the way girl (laughs) the danger (laughs) that is social media all right just get on there do that get right off okay only follow us that's how you can steer clear of getting addicted because we don't really put out that much so if you're only following <laughs> us you got one thing to see hop right on off now y'all um shanti how can the people watch this podcast if they don't want to be on see social our media? lovely faces i'm actually gonna uh apply some more lipstick as well i really love this uh anastasia anyway you would have seen that in real time if you were our patreon on patreon what is patreon let me tell you patreon is a subscription platform in which you can watch creators content most of it is video content all of our podcasts are recorded so you can see us talking our shit 
looking like ourselves for a fee of five, seven, or ten dollars if you're a real one. And it helps us to create content. It helps us to feel rewarded and that we are in relationship with the work that we're doing. So we appreciate you. We also have no marketing budget. So this is dependent on you guys to get the word out. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. We appreciate y'all. Thank you so I much. I heard it too. <laughs> oh, I just slobbered on myself. And you would have seen that on What is this, NPR? The fuck? <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's go pay some bills. I still don't like how that sounds. Let's go do it, though, and then we'll be right back with hot you shit. You swear we a radio station. Politics <laughs> as usual. This is what the podcasts do. I hear. I, li- I, I be listening to podcasts now sometimes or whatever. Uh, politics as usual, hot shit, and pop culture on the other side of this break. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we are back. Hot shit. I have a couple things. This Coco Jones, she's got a song called I See You, and I love it. Girl, I thought she was in the I See You. (laughs) I said, oh, no. That's a terrible medical update. Oh, my God. Girl, I said, I didn't see that on the shade room. I hope she's okay. Oh, my God. I hope that's her. Is that the right name? Look it up on Spotify. She's the new it girl, the new it R&B girl. And she, I like her voice. Oh, she's, she's a beautiful too. young lady. Yes. But this ICU song is so, it's so pretty. It's so um, stripped back. Very, um, well, I got to read more. What's, what's it when there's not a lot of stuff? <laughs> nice. Banging. <laughs> no. That joint what banging. What is it called? Minimalist. It's giving vibes. <laughs> okay. Next up, The Strays. Did you watch it on Netflix? Uh, okay. We're going to need to talk about this, so I won't go into it. But I want all the Around the Way Curls listeners, if you haven't yet, please watch The Strays because I want to talk about this in depth. Um, It's on Netflix. It is a movie. It's a new psychological horror film. The Just Drop on Netflix, written and directed by Nathaniel Martello-White. Um, IMDb's 
Official synopsis reads, a black woman's meticulously crafted life of privilege starts to unravel when two strangers show up in her quaint suburban town. It's giving British get out. Um, There's a lot of themes, themes of generational trauma, colorism, motherhood, abandonment, classism. Did you I'll, watch Passing with Tessa Thompson in it? Hated it. Yeah. Hated it. Hated it's better it. Than that. Boo. Boo. Get, 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 get that shit out of here. As two lights get biracial with a boo. Boo. It just, it, why am I slob? Did you, can you see me slobbering? It's no. so much. Just coming out. I just got, went to the dentist today. I wonder if they did something wrong. Um, <laughs> like, why am I slobbering this much? I feel like maybe some of the Did you get plaque. Was catching some you of this slobber. Oh, oh I gotta no. clean you got him teeth. Yo, it's when like, you get your teeth clean and then you feel that sp- I said I didn't know this space in between <laughs> my front teeth existed. The fuck is this? Can you believe I'm getting Invisalign? You are. hmm This tooth is Girl, shifting ain't forward. That beautiful white teeth. Them chicklets. First of all, Invisalign is not about whitening. It's about this tooth is come shifting forward. This one tooth is, you know that I had super buck teeth with a huge gap. So the gap is starting to c- come back and this, this tooth is going quite forward. I can see it in pictures and stuff now. And even the dentist was like, oh yeah, that's going to keep shifting because my bottom teeth, once my, um, which it's grew in, what, what wisdom is teeth? My wisdom teeth grew in. They were not impacted. So that's great. But they did shift my, um, I hit the mic, Monty, sorry. They did shift my teeth forward, so this, uh, my bottom teeth are now kind of crowded, but they're crowded in a way that when I bite down, the bite is forcing my front two teeth forward again. And I said, oh, Nelly. (laughs) You wearing it to bed or you got to walk around with it? I got to walk around with them in my mouth for eight months. And I paid for it today. I'm broke. I can't. Can can a runaway curls pay us out this month? I'm broke. Can it? Please, please. Let's talk about it later. <laughs> I'm like depressed. Jesus Why are we doing support all this us work so for that? Free? See what we're using the money towards? Our <laughs> actual healthcare. Rest, we're not please. buying nice things. We're keeping our fucking bodies together. <laughs> Thank you. Help us. Anyway, back to the strays. Watch the movie, y'all. I have thoughts. I might boo this. I might cheer it. I'm not sure, but boo to passing. That was trash. That's a shame. They was being artsy. That was not artsy. I that said, was... when the hell is this shit going to begin? And what the hell just happened? What, <laughs> when is it going to end? And why? What was the point? What were you saying? Like, I get it. She's passing. But next, what? where's the subtext? Where? What's going on? Anyway. What go on? What I'm not concerned about is Jonathan Majors playing Dennis Rodman in this upcoming biopic. I think it's going to be great. You look like you have a difference of opinion, and I'm I concerned. I have unpopular opinion. Oh about my that. god! Oh my god! He's going to tear this up. What are you about to say? No, I think the role, the 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 his selection using him to pay Dennis Rodman is Chef's kiss. Wonderful, great casting. But Rashid made a good point. He said that at this point, he's working really like Jonathan Majors is working, working. He's doing about 50, 11 jobs and that 
the capacity you're stretched thin in a way. So how 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 well can you really show up when you're doing a million things? And Tell Rashid to stop projecting onto Jonathan Majors. <laughs> he got this shit. You and Rashid can shut the fuck up. Jonathan Majors is booking his gigs as an actor. I don't know. He's he's booking gonna a do lot. Chadwick. I think, I think he's he out here. Remember when Chadwick was doing it all? He was doing Marvel, and then he was every black person in every historical film. This is Jonathan now. It's his time. Let him cook. He won't take a break. I think let him cook is the thing. I think he got cooked just a little bit more. From, for his acting chops? Mm-hmm. You tripping. You're tripping. I watched I Creed. I also took myself on a date to go see Creed 3, even though I said I wasn't going to. And shout you out to, to the have- person who called and was like, Creed 1 was the one that was in Philly, Antoinette. The other two were in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole Rocky series, though, is based off of Philly. Philly Strong 215. Brah, brah. Listen. What? Jonathan Majors <laughs> was incredible in that film. He filled up the space. He did his fucking thing. He did better than uh, the other boy. Michael B. Jordan. Ciao. He was the weakest Michael one B. in the whole film. The Shout out to him. One. He was a great director, though. I think Michael B. Jordan is a director. He directed that movie beautifully. Um, He, I'm not going to, listen, I'm not going to I really don't I'm not acting. 10 toads down in that. It's really not a strong opinion. I think I was just talking. I, I just said it to don't keep, backtrack, keep the provocative. No, I, I can. Said. I can. I have a free will. Nothing. We <laughs> can all say things and apologize i think i was just talking i actually don't know and i'm excited to see him in this i think the dennis rodman biopic is the entertainment that we need yes also what we need is you know we have a love for bob ross here on around the way curls that is the, the god. god i am excited about owen wilson playing him. <laughs> I, I saw the the flyer was like that looks great he's got the drama? afro i feel that it is a drama Okay. And I can't wait to learn more about Bob Ross. The God. What like what was up with him and the animals? How did he, he do was that? Touched. I feel like it's gonna be like what Tom Hanks did for what's the homie? What was his name? That was incredible. Come on. He was reading to us and he had the choo choo train. Oh my nigga. Um Damn. I know neighbor. listeners Hello, are saying neighbor. it right now. Hello, neighbor. Won't you be Damn. my neighbor? We are so type that. Won't you be my neighbor? What's his name? Won't I can't stand us. My neighbor, <sighs> Fred Rogers, <laughs> Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. I was about to say you disrespect. Nobody called by his first name. <laughs> what, That's Mr. Rogers? To you, you all disrespect the new age. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, shit. what? <laughs> no. Anyway, very excited. Can't wait to be front row and center for this Bob Ross movie. You got to continue in the white, white excellence, excellence, we want to pay homage and RIP to the blue eyes soul brother Bobby Codwell, mm. who recently died today, actually, at 71 from a degenerative disease. He is responsible for hits of What You Won't Do, Do For Love, which has been sampled widely in the black community. Because everybody it's thought it was often a, black a shock person. for many black people to realize that it was actually a white man responsible for that. Although I do not like this man, he was sampled on Commons. I will be by your side. There is a light that shines. R.I.P. Bobby. For you and me. 
contrary to public opinion or no, no, it's not public. Uh, public opinion is that we love you singing, but you have like real, that was the key. I'm pretty sure. I this- can sing. <laughs> I'm not playing. I and when I get really serious, I'm, I can sing. I agree. You should train me. No, 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 no. You got, you might have a better ear to me. If I'll be honest. Like Girl, you, you might. I would probably next have to video play that. coming out is me singing. <laughs> on Matter of fact, black, black, you heard it here first. You gonna be filming Shanti singing Halo. What song would I sing? Halo. That was the first thing we ever Halo, heard you sing. Jasmine but... was like, wait, she could sing a little bit. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Shout out to the God. All right. Here we go. Politics as usual. Wow. 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 Here goes Antoinette on her bullshit. Listen, Silicon, first of all, look how I spell Silicon Valley. Hmm, Silicone. <laughs> if y'all saw these outlines. Anyway, the Silicon Valley bank has collapsed, which turned Twitter into a frenzy. People were very nervous about, oh my God, what does this mean? Are we going into a recession? Is the stock market going to plummet? And... Rightfully so. People were nervous. SVB was the 20th largest bank, which in rec- like in comparison to other banks, it was quite small when we're talking about the major players, the Wells Fargo, the Chases. They're in the trillions of dollars. SVB was in the billions. So let's talk about it. <laughs> SVB is a bank that did a lot of venture capital, which means it invested in startup companies, which is the riskiest investment you can make. Um, 50% of startups fail. So a lot of spaces, like they don't even allow banks to invest in startup companies in this way. But the bank wanted to be very aggressive and grow, but there was a barrier in place, and that was the Dodd-Frank Financial Reform Package Bill. All right? And that bill was basically one put into place after the big financial collapse a couple years ago before. I think that was that was Obama when he bailed out the banks. 2008. Yeah. If you were a bank with with more than 50 billion dollars in assets, you had to meet certain requirements of the federal government in order to ensure you're not being too risky with the investments and or run the risk of failing. So there were a lot of safeguards in place, way too many to list here. Um, But if the bank, so they did that because if a bank fails, it causes panic. Everyone withdraws their money and the stock market plummets and the U.S. money market is basically turned upside down on its head. So they had to put those safeguards in place also to make sure that the the government never needs to bail out another fucking bank. So this bank and others successfully put pressure on Congress when Trump was in office to roll back the Dodd-Frank financial reform package bill. Mm. Mm. And they basically said, listen, we're trying to grow. We're having a hard time growing because we want to invest in these startup companies. It'll be really good for the economy for us to invest in said startup companies so that they, they create jobs And we can't do that because of this bill. So we think that that bill should only apply to banks worth $250 billion, not $50 billion. Congress and Trump overturned this and gave into these banks. And basically, 
the provisions that would stop banks from playing, excuse me, the provisions that would stop banks from playing freely with your money were no longer in place. So SVB then begins to invest in a ton of startups while the interest rates were super duper low. So that's very, very appealing to the rich folks who are saying, yo, 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 I'm coming to this bank for a loan. They're already rich, but I have this startup company that I'm a part of. This person's a part of that person's a part of, you know, interest rates are low. Give us a loan, yada, yada, yada. Perfect. So SVB went from having $40 billion to $200 billion in less than six years. When you Based say off in, of these this venture capital, go ahead. When you when you say invested in startups, you mean that they they gave them bank, loans. They had they gave them loans, and they, they and they had the startups had their their banking pro- so operations were, were in SBB. So if I'm a startup, I got a fifty million loan dollar from them, and that's where I do all of my banking, banking. operations from that bank. So right. So basically. <clears throat> They also had, they also convinced very wealthy people to bank with them and not only to bank with them, but to put all of their money in this bank, not just, most people have a, a portfolio that is very diverse, meaning their money is in a bunch of different places. Why? Because the federal government only insures 250,000, not million, thousand dollars of your money in a bank so let's say if a bank fumbles or or folds and you and i we'll get our money back we ain't got two hundred fifty thousand dollars in no goddamn bank account nowhere but other folks who are have a lot more wealth than us they might not get all their money back so they diversify their portfolio they put some in this bank some in this bank some in Mm -hmm. stocks some in bonds Mm -hmm. They do that to make sure that if anything happens, they still have a cushion somewhere else. Mm-hmm. This bank specifically was really good at convincing folks, no, just put all of your money with us. We're the way to go. Look at how we're growing exponentially. Like we're making money. We know how to handle your we know how to handle your money, basically. Which risk this risk analysis, yeah, I don't sound, know. It doesn't it, make some feel right with that, but <laughs> like, go ahead. That don't make sense. That was go bad ahead. on the bank's part. That was bad on the person who's putting their money yes. in. It just like. No, don't make sense. That doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, but folks did it. <clears throat> so with that said, they had a huge expansion. Again, $45 billion to $200 billion in less than six years. So they need a place to put this money to help it grow because the bank wants to make money too. So SVB puts a bunch of the money in the U.S. in U.S. government bonds, and they take 30 years to mature. Most often people think of this as a very safe investment because, because of how long it takes to mature. And it, it's just not, it's it's not in a volatile market where anything can happen and they fluctuate very uh, quickly. But they did this while the interest rates were very low. Fast forward to 2022, inflation skyrockets due to Russia Russia's invasion of Ukraine and motherfuckers can't get oil. 
And the feds raise the interest rates to try to combat inflation. Now, with the interest rates going way up, that there's more pressure on the startup companies and, and it basically kind of combusts Silicon Valley's ecosystem. So startups start to collapse. Tech companies are laying off workers, et cetera, et cetera, because the loans they took out with the bank are now so much more burdensome because the interest rates are so much higher on those loans. So this means that companies who were banking with SVB, they needed cash. And so they needed to take some cash out of the bank. Well, much of their cash that they put in the bank were tied up in these fucking bonds that take 30 years to accrue that are quote unquote safe. So SVP is SVB did this in, they, they freaked and they decided to sell their entire $21.4 billion bond portfolio in a 24 hour period. This spooks everyone because they took a $2 billion loss. So it showed them like, okay, if this bank is willing to take a $2 billion loss and they need to sell this stuff off with, within 24 hours, that means that's how many people are trying to get this money out of the bank. And if I don't hurry up and try to get my money out of the bank, that the money that they, that they basically sold on these bond portfolios, it might dry up and I might not be able to get my money because everybody else is rushing to get theirs because they don't actually have insured and the money is not insured. Yeah. So that then calls some, that then starts something called a bank run. And that's when you basically take all of your money out of the bank. The bank can't operate. And now you have the bank basically imploding. Like for example, Roku had half a million dollars just sitting in an account with them. Half a million dollars of uninsured money. And and it's just like, what? Like, who was advising these people? So the result Something is- Something don't make sense, girl. The result is that the government now steps in and they have to take the bank over because of this bank run. And so now folks on social media keep saying that the bank is getting, this is where I'm like, all right, folks got to do their research. They're saying, oh, the bank's getting a bailout. We're so sick of banks getting a bailout. The bank is, it's not the same thing that we saw years ago. Um, Taxpayer dollars is not paying for this bailout. Like all banks have to pay into a fund and like a, a, a yearly fee. And it's basically like an insurance policy around if this ever happens. And within that pool of money, that's the money that's replenishing these people. It's already been determined that everybody's going to get their money that they invested. But because all banks have to pay a certain percentage of what they have into this fund, there's enough to cover these folks where it won't impact taxpayers. But I say all this to say this is a very interesting case. It's something to watch. I'm not trying to, because it's illegal to incite a bank run. (laughs) So I'm not telling people to take their money out by any means. I didn't take any of my money out of my accounts and things like that, because that's what causes this kind of thing. I say all this to say it's socialism that's fixing capitalism at the end of the day. Once again, when these banks or these fucking auto companies go under, they get bailouts. And that, my friends, is where the government steps in and they have to fix the broken system that is capitalism. That was the point of all of that. Yes. <laughs> Any Very questions? <clears throat> I did a good. lot of re- that was that was hard. The, something yeah. don't make sense now. That's all I got to say. Why something did they invest th- that money? 
something doesn't make sense with um the investment of that i guess that doesn't make sense but i mean i guess they didn't think that the the I don't the know. Companies I don't know growing who, so much. I don't know if who who would accept that kind of risk, or if they knew that the economy was going to flip like that. But also, I think the the um, what is that called when you whisper in somebody's ear and then they whisper in the other person's ear? I think it's illegal for you to share. It is those kind of in inside workings, and so. Whoever got wind of that bank trying to fumble or trying to fix the fumble that they had, because they didn't necessarily. Oh no, that was fuck up that until, was public. That was public when they sold all those. Oh, I thought that they. I thought that the government actually told all of its no. its folks and said, "Listen, we're going to sell these bonds to get this back." No, the government didn't sell the bonds. Other. The bank sold the bonds. No, and, I, I know. I think oh. I, from what I heard was that the the bank let its clients know that that's what it was going to do to recoup. And then they had some other plan to recover the 2 billion that they lost, but people got so scared that they couldn't like execute their plan and took all their money and that something was illegal or fishy about everybody hearing everybody doing the, the, the run. The bank Something run. about these billion billionaires, the people that held a lot of money They're that like told that each other. They're on social media right now because people oh, were talking about it. It was trending. And so people were talking about it. It was this hot topic. And so I, I, I listened to someone else who owns a, another bank. They're not affiliated with this one. But he was saying all of those like very high profile financial folks that were spreading this information basically helped incite a bank run. Well, and that's illegal and they should be brought up on charges. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, that's, that's interesting. Because what if they're just reporting what's happening? But also, isn't this all just precariously fragile? Yes. Isn't this just wildly disagreements that we make in society? And then if one thing goes wrong, it all falls apart and then everything could be complete chaos. Isn't Listen, that crazy? Crazy. God is uh, Last thing for me, and then I'll shut up. I just want to say, Ozembic, this is something that Jimmy Fallon made fun of at the Oscars. And I actually have a friend who was telling me that they were about to start taking this and suggested that I do it. It is a drug that is for type two diabetes. Oh, and lots of people apply to you. Oh, no. Well, lots of people are taking it because the side effects of it um, is that it's an appetite suppressant and that people are losing weight on it because it slows the digestive tract down and makes you feel fuller. It's an injectable drug that you take like once a week and people are using it to lose weight. It has a slew of side effects and even that are fatal. It also has a black box warning, which what does that mean? I know what a black box warning is based off of my work. It's basically a black box warning is like the FDA is saying these side effects are so are, are so important that they need to be called out on your label in a way that it is visually prominent. Like a cigarette Mm -hmm. ad? Like Like a cigarette label? Here's the warning. Exactly. Mm. Um, But you could die. Fuck around and find out if you want to. Listen, there are people who have severe health concerns um, or severe obesity that do use it and that it is recommended by doctors um, because they're at that point where like they really need it. There are other people 
who are using it. A lot of celebrities are using it. And now I'm finding out regular folks are using it because doctors are prescribing it because a lot of insurance companies for the celebrities, they decline the claim because they don't have type two diabetes. So they pay out of pocket for it and maybe Girl, pay what extra. Is this? What's wrong with us? The saddest part is that there is now a shortage of it for people who really that fucking need, need it. it. Burn it down. Unsustainable. Do we deserve this? Yo, we don't. When I read this, I was like, wait, we're taking drugs from people who have type two diabetes for is there such thing? Did you say type four? Diabetes? I said type two. Oh, now, why are you type four? Don't play with me. <laughs> type four, I'm sure coming if it's not here already. <laughs> but but we're literally taking their drugs for our vanity and treating our bodies like and faces like trends. Burn it down. I don't have anything else to say, but you need to think about your humanity. What a hollow, weird society we had. What? What? Where are these people's self-esteem, faith in themselves? Well, that's what's wrong with us. You know what? I don't know if that's fair because now, as I sit and think about it, there are going to be people who say, "You don't know how much I suffer." From body image, body dysmorphia. You don't understand how much I suffer mentally and emotionally from being overweight. And so I need this drug too. I say to you, no. you might need therapy, but this drug is life-saving for other folks. And, and I hope that doesn't it's sound It's dangerous cool. to your body. It's also dangerous. The, the, listen, trauma, suffering, pain, intolerable emotional pain is a real thing mm -hmm. and des deserves attention and empathy but in the same way that a heroin addict may be experiencing that kind of like internal emotional pain does not justify the abuse that they, it causes their body and the consequences of it it's it's you love your body or you want your body to be this certain way but you're hurting it yeah it's not, it's, I understand, but it's like, no, there has to be another way. Uh-uh. Speaking of, there has to be another way. Look, listen to this shit. If people think I believe in democracy, then that it's working. Anyway, go ahead. Listen to us. We just tearing this shit down every week. Go ahead. <laughs> Burn it down. A Biden administration. Joseph Robinette. Approved the Willow Pro fucking What'd respect joseph robinette put some respect on joseph his full name. robinette the girl the biden administration recently approved the willow project oh. which is angering many people due to its blatant contradictions to his earlier environmental promises the willow project originally approved by trump is the largest oil drilling venture initiated in the united states by conoco phillips the site okay. of this hopeful venture is who's, in wait, who's Conoco, Conoco Phillips? Phillips is an oil company. It's okay. like okay. a major uh, drilling and oil company with, um, I guess, locations all around the world. But oh. okay. the site in which they have found oil and want to begin drilling is in Alaska's North Slope in the National Petroleum Reserve, which means it is owned by federal land. The potential earnings of this could be $8 billion for the government, 
what to speak of the profit earnings by Kanoko Phillips. The area in which they want to drill holds up to 600 million barrels of oil, and the proposed project will commit to a 30-year extraction plan in what many concerned natives environmentalists call sensitive ecosystems along native Alaskan land and communities. The project is projected, and this is by the federal analysis, which of course might be skewed now. The project is projected to emit 280 million metric tons of carbon emissions, the equivalent to adding nearly 2 million cars to the road each year. And this is during a time that many scientists say we cannot, we need to halt the existing fossil fuel, you know, reserves that we have. What to speak of starting new ones? Like we have to deal with what we have and stop what we have. What to speak of doing this again? And again, this is 30 year plan. 30 years, they're like, yep, we're still gonna be dependent on um, fossil fuels. In 2020, the Alaskan, an Alaskan judge. I'm, I'm sorry. Is that what they said that they're still going to be dependent? Like dependent? If you are going to them? invest in a 30 year oil reserve drilling program, yeah, for 30 years you plan on getting oh, oil and selling that, it. But go ahead, keep going. You don't keep agree? Going. No, no, with keep a 30 going. year extraction plan. Keep on. Um, this is a during. A time where the sign again, the scientists are globally pleading with governments and corporations to hop to halt all new fossil fuel projects to stop the world from warming. In 2020, it was this um, project was halted by an Alaskan judge because the proposal failed to detail the impact on the environment properly. But as I just stated, Biden has now picked this back up um, after reviewing a supplemental report that the company has created that is a little bit more extensive about the impact that it's going to make. And so initially I wanted to be really upset with Biden and, and I still do. Um, I, st I still am. And a lot of people still are, but to his credit, um, he basically had his hands tied about behind his back. The reason being is that, the um, company, what did I just say their name was? The company, Kanoko Phillips, is leasing, has a contract with the government basically saying like, yo, we signed a contract, we have a lease, we have a lease over this land. In this contract, this is, set, this is what we said we're going to do. We provided you with all the environmental information that you need to know, like, what the fuck is up? Mm. So Biden would actually have or the administration the government would actually face a lawsuit from this company for over eight billion dollars not only for the amount that they have already invested in the site as well as the lost profits that they would have over it so that's who a signed reason that, that lease saying, do you know uh, trump trump approved this originally hmm. so um he Oh, I lost my place here. Sorry. Um, he also it was facing a lot of pressure actually from the uh Democratic Alaskan um Congresswoman there. 
in Alaska saying like, yo, this is going to be really good for the economy here. There was a oh, lot of pressure from her mm -hmm, because, you know, it's an impoverished area. And she was like, let's get this money for this acute like community. Let's we need it. Um, and, you know, this just goes it's really disheartening for a lot of people because this goes against everything that he said, you know, in April of 2021 when he had America rejoin the Paris Agreement and he made these claims that America was going to tackle the climate crisis by cutting emissions 50 to 52 percent by 2030 to reaching a net zero emissions um, no later than 2050. He had these really huge goals. Um, he made a statement while he was campaigning, no more drilling on federal lands, period, period, period. So a lot of people feel betrayed by him. Um, a lot of people are saying that this is like life or death. This is not the fact that there is a legal, I guess that's where I'm at with it, um, is like, fuck a lawsuit. Like, I don't understand how, yes, they may have this, you said we signed a contract versus like scientific evidence that the we are going to globally reach catastrophic measures that we cannot return from. Like this is like life or death. What better argument of like, no, we have to protect this land. We have to, you, you can't do it. Fuck your money. Fuck your investments. Fuck the law in this. Fuck, fuck the court. Fuck the law. Fuck, what did he say? Fuck the Fuck the king. Like, fuck all of this. It does not matter. This is life or death. This is the future of your kids. I'm going to do everything that I can in my power. I don't give a fuck if, you know, um, I don't get reelected. Because a lot of people are saying that the younger folks are going to be, you know, he's 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 making this decision that the younger folks are going to be really upset and he may not get those votes, but he's also going to gain the trust of the working class American who like often doesn't um, think about climate change. I don't think any of us do really, um, but they're really more concerned with the immediate expenses and the gas prices that they have. And so by drilling uh, in America kind of lowers our dependency on other folks' oil, I suppose. So that's the call that he's making. But it, it does, it just feels, it feels really gross. It feels really corrupt. I don't quite remember the woman that they named, but there was somebody that was actually on the Biden administration who like had tears in her eyes um, as they were signing the papers saying like, well, sometimes you just like basically got to do what we got to do. So it just, it feels really, it feels evil. Like I, I really don't think that there is anything that could be said to make this make sense because all of his claims are about where he wants to be in 2030 or all these projections for America. You know, we got to invest in cleaner, um, well, in cleaner. Th that's where I was at. I was saying, I don't know if I agree that this means that we're beholden to this form of energy because I did some quick math because 60 million barrels didn't feel like that much to me, sadly. 600 million. Excuse me, 600 million didn't feel like that much to me. Um, the U.S. consumes a little less than 20 million barrels a day. 
So with that quick math, 18, I did 18 million barrels, even though it's a little more than that. 18 million barrels a day times 365 is still, it doesn't cover us for a year. So it doesn't mean that, what are you saying? Yeah, I don't know if that makes, then, then they wouldn't, I don't, I, I don't know if your math is math and that may sound right, but this is I a just 30, it. this is a 30 year project. Yeah. It's a 30 so year project gonna, that you're saying could produce 600 million barrels. So what, all I'm saying is it doesn't mean that we're going to be reliant on, we can't be reliant on like 600 million barrels doesn't get us through a year. So all I'm saying is that it, the, uh, the, the, it does, it impacts the environment and the ecosystem just drilling for it. But what I'm saying is it doesn't mean that the U.S. is saying we're beholden to oil as the way in which we're going, as our main energy resource. That the barrels that they're going to get from this is what I'm, doesn't even hold us over for a year. Yeah. Again, I don't, I, I would like to understand that more. I, I don't, quite that doesn't make any sense to me that they would do a 30 year well that's how long it's the process of getting 30 years well yeah the process of getting your that's why oil is so precious the process of mining oil and getting oil is a really long one so like like it's not this overnight thing where you're just pumping out all this it takes forever that's why it's so costly and we go to war over it so I'm just saying that there's a, there's a, there's a, I'm not combating you and saying that this is not problematic. I'm saying that I'm still hopeful. I hope that even as we shift to cleaner energy, I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful that it doesn't, that this isn't like billion. Cause then yes, I would say, oh shit, we're going to be using these fucking oil for years and years to come. But if the tipping point is like here, if the tipping point is already here, it doesn't matter. Like the, it's already we're at the tipping point. We can't afford to add. We need to stop. I'm what not we're arguing doing. that. I'm just saying we're not going to be beholden to it for years and years. Like it, that, I'm just saying this doesn't mean that we're beholden to it for years and years and years. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not yeah, very detrimental know. to the climate. I'm just saying I feel that like Joe America, Biden is not saying that oil is the the future with this project at all it doesn't well, cover these type us of year. investments and these decisions that they're making it makes it feel like he the, didn't the, make it <laughs> trump did again the idea <laughs> that we had him saying oh my back's against the these are there's serious implications here that i don't think this this again these imaginary ideas we have around legality and you're gonna sue me like fuck all of that shit when it's burning it doesn't matter. Fuck all of that shit. When what would you have him do then? To not approve that. I think there was a, a possibility that he couldn't approve that. A lot of the environmental folks are saying he didn't have to approve that. That he and could he go to court them for the eight, the He eight. figures it out. He's supported by the people. Like it doesn't makes it doesn't make sense. I, like he's saying, I think oh, our anger halt- is a little bit displayed. I, I get being disappointed in him and wanting for him to fight it. I do too. I'd rather him fight this in court, but I, I do want to just highlight. He's not the person that signed this on the dotted line for this. And he's still cleaning up the mess. The of Biden others. administration. I mean, he, no, no, sign I'm talking about the, Trump Biden- signed on the dotted, dotted line to do this. Trump rolled back all of those other provisions sure. for climate I, I, I think the, the centering and the um 
dependency and this isn't a new story about how the government whether it's democrat or whether it's republican i think there was some saying that at least 28 congressmen have stocks in like oil like uh, whether you're republican whether you're democrat people's investment in oil is real it doesn't matter like yeah we both have cars that function off of gas Exactly. But it's it's unsustainable. And like there has to be an abrupt change. There has to be. People are saying there has to be. We're not at a space. We didn't we didn't take care of it years ago when we could like wean ourselves off. We should have been weaned off. And now we're seeing the consequences of it. It's I think it's happening now. I don't disagree, but I think it's really easy to to be disappointed in 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 the administration and I think it's fair to be disappointed in them but I also think we we're we're complicit. all dependent on yeah, it. Like we're we're, all, we're you all, and I are have we cars are frogs again in water and until people so why like, do we so but we expect I don't I'm just like well I I shared why Biden did it I'm not here just telling no, hang I'm Biden ask, I'm, I'm just you. saying that this there is an opportunity and there was a platform in which he could really speak about and say, yeah, I had the opportunity to solve this, but I did like sign this, but I didn't approve it because of this, that, and the third, I'd rather go to court for this. I need everybody's help to like bring attention to this. He could have all the scientists there. There's the, 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 he has the platform to bring awareness and to stand 10 toes down him, his administration, whatever. He chose not to do it. We're all in la-la land about it. And again, the winter's coming. Whether we want to play these games of like politics and like he did it, I signed it. He can make these, he could He could have said, he could have not approved this and then he doesn't get reelected and then the next person comes in and approves it. So it's not like, it's all yeah, I'm not just blaming it on him and being like, "Wow, yeah, you and really." I, I don't want it to up, be but... specific to him. I think the idea. I think it's just so complicated and so fucking nuanced. All of this, because even the idea of like, I'm looking at how California is putting really great, I think, great le- legislation in place to like demand that all cars. Hey, stop, Lou. Scratch. All cars be electric by a certain year, but they're also building infrastructure to support that. Like you and I have gas cars. So it's easy to say, I think it's easier for us to say like, you know, we have to do something now. We got to blow it up. We got to start. But like, you can't. It's not going to blow. We can't blow it up. It's going to blow up. No, no, no. Let me finish. We got to blow up how we're utilizing this this energy source, right? That we can't use gas. We we have to get cleaner, but we don't have any structures or systems in place. So while we do that, we have to continue. It, it's fucked up. Like, yes, winter is coming, but I also am like, if I'm, if I'm looking for solutions, they're just so much more complicated than we just got to use another source. If I were to get elect- an electric car, I would have nowhere to charge that shit as much as I would like to get one. So like, how does how do people just say oh no we're not gonna we're not doing any we're not gonna like we do still need gas sadly we have to wean ourselves off of it and put things in place in in order to 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 run yeah. this fucking country sure. it's it's but so fucked up thirty 
30 years. I think the last time we talked about this, you know, Europe signed another long 30 year agreement to keep getting it doesn't the it doesn't seem like this practice of weaning is put in place and to your point our um putting our heads in the ground and also thinking that the government is going to be the only one responsible in making this happen is absurd as well because they won't they're not going to so i don't i don't know i don't know what's going to happen i'm not in any way saying the fix is just to blow it up or just stop doing it maybe maybe it would have to be i don't i don't fucking know but to continue as if it's not a serious problem if it's it's not something that we're t- talking about in politics like this is serious as fuck it's not the main concern when we're talking about reelecting our officials you know it it feels like it feels crazy to me that just feels crazy to me i don't think it's me. not being talked about he just passed some of it's the largest a major talking point le- and legis- it's a major it should be a major issue that he should be responsible for saying like, yo, I know I had said all this other stuff, but this is the reason why I made this decision. He should be held accountable to really make it make sense because it does not make sense. Okay. I, I feel you. I, 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 I don't disagree. I, I do think that he did just pass a historic climate bill change. And again, I know that we're caught up on how long it's going to take to drill this oil, but this oil won't even last us a year. So it, it's not a huge amount of oil that's going to be utilized. Yeah, I, I, I just don't, don't understand I don't, what your argument is then. I don't, I don't get what you're, what you're. I, I've what said it. I don't know how to, like what I'm saying, it, when, that doesn't mean that we're beholden. He's not drilling a trillion tons of oil. He's drilling, like this drilling is going to supply less than a year's worth of oil. So it doesn't mean that, He's saying the U.S. needs to be relying on oil for the next twenty-five years. The, it, it that if was it part, takes thirty years to, okay, to drill the oil. I can't. I don't understand. It it. I really, I, I really don't understand. But if it ta- I, if you're okay. saying I, it takes I, thirty years to drill the oil, right? To even get the crude oil out, it takes thirty years to even pull the shit out. What makes you think that that's not a a pipeline and like, oh, yeah, in 30 years, we're going to still need that shit. If I'm going to invest in something that takes 30 years to even make manifest. I'm saying that six, 600 million barrels is not going to mean that after that 30 years, we're still using it for another 30 years. Hopefully by that time, it's it's going to be used much more sparsely because According to the this climate change bill that he has passed, there's a lot more incentives for folks to be less reliant on it by that time. So hopefully that oil is not Inshallah. something like if, if again, I would be very nervous if in 30 years we're then going to have 600 billion, billion, excuse me, trillion tons of oil. That means, oh, you plan on using oil for another 30 years after that in, in a very, in a, in a, in a way that is, is like, we're like heavily relying on it. I am hopeful that in 30 years, 
there's more green cars. There's there's different kind of energy sources where that can sit in a fucking reserve. We're we're still going to need oil in 30 years. It's just what it is. We don't have the infrastructure in place to get rid of all of this in 30 years. This country is huge. We just don't this have world it in is place, huge, child. The whole world. Well, is we're right. We're only on talking now. about the country right now. Yeah, the whole and, and it, a lot it's of very developing daunting. countries are like we we want to make our money off this oil what you talking about stop using it like i know it's daunting just figuring out how to use it it's cyclical so that that that's a i'm still hopeful that by then there'll be more things in place is all i'm saying so that we're not using that amount of oil for the 30 years after that if if that makes any sense i don't i don't know if i'm explaining it well but i don't know any other way to explain it but it's fucked up and I, I wouldn't want to be in his position to try to fix it <laughs> at all. So no, I don't think one person can do that. No, I, and it, and unfortunately going fucking green is expensive. It's expensive. Getting an electric vehicle is much more expensive than the luxury Ultima that I have. It It is getting that shit. My mom has wanted to put those panels on her roof for so long. They're so expensive to do. But in the long run, they save so much money. But you have to have that upfront money. And not That's... everybody has that capital. It's fucked up. There's and I, I think it's a good thing that he's giving people $7,000 back on their taxes. If they have an electric vehicle, that's great. That helps. But again, you got to be in a position to be able to afford that in the first place to get it. If and then to in- fix an electric vehicle is so much more expensive than the, like there has to be some give and take here. It's so much more nuanced and complicated than just go green. Mm-hmm. We got to stop eating meat. I, I would love <laughs> child talk about it. Yeah. The whole, like the capitalism as we know, it would have to be completely yeah. upturned. If there are any environmentalists or folks that, um, have some insight into the world's trajectory and um, different possibilities, please call us. And I would, I would love to talk to you um, and get some insight into all of this shit. Cause it just, it just feels like doomsday over yeah. here, but maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm tripping. I don't think I, you I are to hear. at all. All right, Queen. What else? All right, on to something lighter, oh, hopefully. More, Pop culture. More. <laughs> you thought that we were done? I feel like that was a long episode so far. It Jesus. is a long episode, but where we at? We got to talk about the Oscars. We can run through it quickly. Um, The Oscars happened. That was exciting. I just want to say the first thing I have on here is Thames. Her dress, Joe. I loved it. I loved. I was like, "Oh my god, she I won didn't the know night so for me." So many music artists go to the Oscars. She I wrote the, a song that was oh, she nominated the, for best. She wrote the Rihanna song, song. right? Yeah. Oh, see, of course she was going to be there. Now. Um, I I know that she got a lot of flack. Well, she got she got interesting feedback. She got a lot of flack for the dress because I thought she was going to change or like put that in a I, I thought that there was gonna be a shift like in how they become a hoodie or something. Yeah, shit. I don't know. I understand that like, oh my God, people are at the Oscars, they can't even see. And these people, they were 
They were doing everything they could to get around that dress. And baby, she was sitting there unbothered. I said, Tums, the pictures well, who knows? of people peeking over it. I, I know. Said, she oh, might have turned around and apologized to them. I don't know. But I thought it was really beautiful that she wore a Ukrainian designer. Um, I feel like that was purposeful. I, I get it. And there's some people who are like, black women taking up space. Ow. And I'm of the... That's I disrespectful think, and proper I etiquette. I don't think it's disrespectful, but I'm like, all right, we can take up space and still be thoughtful. Let me tell you something. I can't stand to go to a show and some tall person stands in front of me. Hate it. Can't stand it. But shout out. She looked great. She and looked also, great. sorry to those people. Hey, I don't have any beef with her. I thought Ashley Graham. I'm only going over how people look and then we'll get into the awards. I thought she looked great. I was like, wow, Mama 3, she ate that shit up. Shout out to the big, thick girls. She did her, her she did her thing. She's redeemed herself from the Jason Momoa incident. We've all forgiven her. She asked him to do his um his what is that? Is he Samoan? Mm-hmm. His like sacred I don't know drawing? what to call it. His like sacred ritual dance mm-hmm. to like do that on the carpet. And Lisa Bonet looked at her and was like, "Is he a fucking monkey in the zoo? Like that's not." That's not for play. Like, that's not for your amusement. And he brushed it off and people were like, oh, she's so distasteful. Wait, this was recorded live. Someone caught it in like a in real time. She does interviews on the red carpet. She's like, oh, okay, okay." Yeah. Um, So and people have feedback on her. She's a white woman married to a black man that is. uh, You know that people always want to have something tricky to say about that. But she she. Misstep sometimes culturally, but I I don't think she has has any ill intention. Oh, sweet lady, excuse me, I have a grape in my mouth. Rihanna looked wow. I said wow, Rihanna, that's a beautiful woman, and she sounds so good. And I her voice has gotten so much stronger. Am I the only one hearing this? Did you I did you hear? I her? didn't I didn't watch her performance. No, I saw uh. I saw a clip of it. She, her vocals are strong. I said that during the Super Bowl performance. I said, these babies doing something to them, um, that abdominal work now. It's a workout. And her, I I said, Rihanna, that diaphragm has been working. She looks so beautiful. I love to see the pictures of her and ASAP. They look great. And ASAP just standing there cheering with his little champagne. So proud of her. Fuck all them haters talking they shit about that damn Vogue cover. Oh, God. It's just stupid. Grow up. Lady Gaga. <laughs> oh, I think this is the first. Is this one of the first time we've ever we've ever mentioned? Lady I don't Gaga? know. No, because I feel like I loved um, A Star is Born. I had to have spoken about that on here. Lady Gaga. There's something special about that lady. She She's tricky, but in a like, I love her kind of way. She was on the mm-hmm. red carpet. She had so much fucking makeup on. It was like, sis. Get some of that off your face. Google her on the red carpet. It was like, girl, that's enough. She said, I'm a star. It looked like she was playing in her mom's makeup. But a photographer fell on the red carpet. She hurried up and ran over to help them up. And then she performed looking like herself. She took all that shit off. I said, if I was a makeup artist. I love that she did that. She took all of her makeup off. She's making a statement. She said, Beyonce, Beyonce. She, she sat amazing, on a though. stool in a t-shirt and like some jeans and had a super stripped down emotional performance um, for her song. She wrote, hold my hand for Top Gun Maverick. 
And she said that the song is about needing a hero and sometimes needing to be your own hero. And vocally, there's something about her that I like. She's one of these singers that I never know. Even in A Star is Born, I never know if she's going to hit the note. And she gets up there, but it's like with this, it's labored in a way where it makes you feel the song that much more. I love that for her. I'm seeing the pictures of her performance. That's dope. It was dope. That's pretty dope. People I love that. People gave her shit, and I. it's not her fault. The cameraman was in her grill in very strange, <laughs> very strange angles of that performance. And we were like, why is this the view that they're giving us? Back up. They were so close. But I loved, I thought it was, I thought it was very intentional. And I, I, I truly appreciated her. Bravo to Lady Gaga. Now let's get into the winners. We said here, you saw the movie first. You told me to go see it. I went to go see it. I was obsessed with it. Saw it twice. Seven awards. They won in every category they were nominated in. I believe everything, everywhere, all at once. First up, let's just get it out the way. Jamie Lee Curtis beats Angela Bassett for Best Supporting Actress. Do you have a thought? Because you've been nervous about this. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going now. Um, Angela was wonderful. They were both very wonderful in their um, performances. Um, I completely understand Angela's disappointment. Yes. I don't want to take away from Jamie. It's not a... Is it? I guess it is a matter who did it the best with the award, isn't it's it? It's so annoying because it's fucking subjective. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's art. I, it felt I wasn't mad that Jamie Lee got the award, um, I, but I'm very sad that Angela yeah. Bassett didn't get the doesn't get the recognition that I think she deserves. And she probably should have gotten a long time ago. Maybe not. You know, that was a great performance. But what's love got to do with it, baby? Ciao. That made an imprint on my adolescent soul. She was Never up against some it. heavy, heavy. It, it's crazy because it always depends on who you're up against. She was up against some heavy hitters that year. I'm going to say this. Who was? Oh, Mer if it's Meryl Streep. Now. It wasn't Meryl Streep. Oh. It wasn't Meryl Streep. But I'm going to say this. Could just bow out. Angela Bassett. I watched Black Panther last night. And I said, oh, that's the that's the scene that they said she deserves the award. Heard you. Here's the thing. I'm more mad at the lack of material, the lack of quality material that Angela Bassett has had an opportunity to play, like to play with and to showcase her skills. That's really what I'm mad about because I feel like these roles come along and Angela Bassett has been fortunate enough, and, and this is this, but like we've been caught up in Tyler Perry land for years. And sometimes I find that the roles that black actors have access to are not the ones that showcase their talents, that, get them, that, that give them the ability to really stretch. And I think part of that is that they're not colorblind casted. They're not looked upon, looked at rather as human. And so they get boxed into these roles that are quote unquote black. Um, or they have to do like a bio, like a biopic. And it's like, okay, I get it. But like, we need to write better roles. 
we need to give access to better roles to black actors so that they have just actors brown and black actors because this this shit is annoying to me i too i think i didn't even realize that was jamie lee curtis in the damn movie i thought she was incredible jamie lee curtis i don't want to take anything away from her she's also getting older they she's hollywood royalty she has not done enough shit where she was ever going to win an Oscar. They going to give her an Oscar for Halloween H2O? No. This was her chance to get her Oscar. They fucking gave it to her. Fine. Whatever. I felt terrible for Angela. I, I, her face, I was so happy that she didn't smile. I don't care about white gays. She don't, she don't owe us a smile. She don't owe us a clap. Samuel L. Jackson didn't clap when he lost his Oscar. He said, shit. <laughs> that's what he did <laughs> and it's Samuel L. Jackson so you just fucking laugh but she got beat up by the press for not was clapping it the press or just white people on Twitter no it was the press ET oh, and God. all these different Something. news outlets reported on that and I didn't like it you know she didn't need to clap she was gracious and uh, people are like well if Jamie Lee Curtis didn't clap and she and Angela won it would have been a problem heard you it probably would have but guess what dynamics are different shut the fuck up I just, I want to. She better know better than she that. Better, and, and she better, and she better have gotten up, up and clap. given an ovation, <laughs> right. goddamn it, and put up the Wakanda Forever signal, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, no better than that, nah. I just want to see Angela win. I, I, I think she's she is been deserved. I think at the fact that the, no, the idea a, that she the award. isn't winning because she didn't get it from the Oscars, I know it's a salty piece, but As she's. A, at, no, I just want to see her win the award, not win in life. She is winning in life. That's there's no way. There's no doubt about that. I also, it also makes you think like, why are we giving this award show so much exactly. of our value? But it's yeah. the, listen, at the end of the day, it's the top award for an for a actor, period. It just is what it is. She's royalty. I pray she gets another role where she can showcase her shit. I, I didn't think that was her strongest performance ever. I, like I would have been like, what? She got her Oscar for that? Okay. It's like Denzel in Training Day. Like he was great, but like, okay, you owed him one. Like it, it just felt like she's well, given she's us. Still better. got one coming. Got in show. I hope she has many more coming. In show. And I hope that there are roles that, you know, I feel like Viola kind of got in there, and now they like they they giving love to Viola. They let Viola kind of do her thing a little bit, even though she's fucking up against it. God is she up against it it? she's up against it in Hollywood she has a very hard time getting people she talks about it getting these fucking producers Mm -hmm. and casting directors and studios to see her Mm -hmm. but it's just Angela Angela Bassett can do some of the roles that maybe Meryl Streep has done if you don't look at her as only a black strong woman let her stretch. Let her show off what she could do. Now, I, a controversial opinion. I don't even Viola ain't up at Meryl Streep's. I didn't say that there. Chops. I didn't say that. No, Meryl Streep. I think for me is As the goat. I think she's the child. She's just another level. Her and, in my opinion, um, what is his name? He's fuck. He's in Marvel too. He was Iron Man's sidekick. What's his real name? Um, the black bull i love don Cheadle. her and don Cheadle. the way they disappear into roles you can't teach that you forget that it's them on stage they are just 
to me the the creme de la creme. But like, I just want to see Angela stretch. Give her, give her some good material, y'all. That's it. I, I she deserves more than what she's been given. But in other news, Ruthie Car- uh, Ruthie Carter won best costume design for Wakanda Forever. Mm. I was gonna be mad if she didn't, cause what the fuck. And then it was the night of the Asians, and I was very happy for them, baby. I was loving it. I was loving it, and I just love to see these people who there was a lot of new t- new nominees. I just uh Key, how you say his name? Key Hu Kwan. No girl, that's the dad from from um. From everything, everywhere, all at once. I didn't once. know he was the sidekick in um. He was the 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 Asian. He was the baby boy in um, in Indiana Jones. I didn't know that. Oh my god, it was lovely because so seeing him win, Steven Spielberg was there just cheering Spielberg. for him, so happy because that's who directed Indiana Jones. So he's like this little boy who no one knew. I just plucked him. Out and now he's up here and he was gonna quit. Like if that's not a story, he he spent time. In a refugee camp here. Like his mother wanted to act, he said. And she didn't have the opportunity. Like this shit like that is just like so heartwarming. I do want to um also Michelle Yo. I just I the God, if she wasn't gonna God. win. They did say that she didn't have any um martial art experience before Who said that. She didn't. They announced she that. She did. She didn't have any formal martial art training before she started acting. She was a ballerina. Oh, before she started acting. I thought you were talking about before this movie. I was about to say, what? Child. That's what they Grew said. Grew up on Michelle now. She went up. She accepted her award and made sure to remind us not to let anyone tell us that we're out of our prime, which I really loved. But- I wanted to play the acceptance speech of the Daniels, the two gentlemen that wrote the movie. And I know this movie is not everybody's shtees. I get it. But I loved the humanity displayed in this acceptance speech. It was really beautiful. I sent it to you. Did you watch it? No, I waited for this. You won't be watching nothing. I sent you. Unless it's a meme, child. I'll be like, oh. I know. You don't watch nothing. Why won't it open, guys? That's not true. It's going to be an ad. The Oscar goes to everything, everywhere, all the time. Our fellow nominees, you guys are our heroes. This is weird. Um, uh, this We want to dedicate this to the mommies, all the mommies of the world, to our moms. Uh... Specifically, my mom and dad, Ken and Becky, thank you for not squashing my creativity when I was making really disturbing horror films or really perverted comedy films or dressing in drag as a kid, which is a threat to nobody. Uh, and uh, you need to talk about that. Everybody who worked on our movie. 
Um, I know every director agrees with me when I say a director is nothing without their incredible cast and crew. This is my family, my friends. Um, if our movie has greatness and genius, it is only because they have greatness and genius flowing through their hearts and souls and minds, and they gave that to us, to our, uh, to, they gave that precious gift to our film. Uh, the world is opening up to the fact that uh, genius does not stem from individuals like us on stage, but rather it, genius emerges from the collective. We are all products of our context. We are all descendants of something and someone and I want to acknowledge my context my immigrant parents my father who fell in love with movies because he needed to escape the world and thus passed that love of movies on to me my mother who is a creative soul who wanted to be a dancer an actor and singer but could not afford the luxury of that life path and then gave it to me my incredible brothers and sisters who helped me survive the chaos of childhood my friends from high school who taught me the, that the, the, sorry I'm just going to keep going um <laughs> The RCCC, you taught me the liberating freedom of creativity and joy, and your DNA is in this film as well. My incredible son, Gio, you rearranged my DNA every day, and it's awful and beautiful every single time. Um, if you ever watch this, I hope you know that uh, you should never have to live up to this standard. This is not normal. This is kind of crazy. I will love you no matter what. Um, I. <laughs> you said that to his son. I just love it. And, and, and lastly, I just want to go back to my original point. There is greatness in every single person. It doesn't matter who they are. It's, you have a, a genius that is waiting to erupt. You just need to find the right people to unlock that. Thank you so much to everyone who has unlocked my genius. This means so much to us. Thank you to the Academy. Like, oh. what's better than that? Really? I don't know. Shout out to being connected to your humanity. I'm so happy that they won. Other touching moments is that RR won for RR won for best song. That's your people. The Indians. <laughs> they was in there killing it. Okay. And they had a really great acceptance speech as well. They were singing their little asses off. And then sadly, John Travolta oh, presented. And I looked at him and was like, is he okay? Because he looks so different, but I realized he was struggling because he presented um, the memorandum and got so choked up. I forgot that Olivia Newton-John passed and also Christy Alley, who he had deep ties and connection to. And again, it was another moment where you felt the humanity, like he struggled getting through bringing that up. And then Lenny Kravitz did a really beautiful song while they showed things, showed all of the you know, folks that have passed. I just, this Oscars was very enjoyable. And then last but not least, I still need to see this movie, but Brendan Fraser won for The Whale. And that really touched me because um, this Girl. industry, <laughs> no, seriously, this industry specifically like tore, chewed him up and spit him out. And he went from being like this heartthrob to this kind of uh, castaway. And I shied away from watching The Whale because I heard it's really hard to watch. And it's all about, you know, this morbidly obese man trying to reconnect with his daughter. And Brendan Fraser just talked about how connected he was to that and to dealing with obesity and grappling with depression and so i'm gonna watch it soon 
But I was just so happy. He was also just this is the comeback as well from um revealing that he was sexually assaulted by yeah. somebody high in Hollywood and that's such a risky thing you so much as you know again you're risking being shunned you're risk being blacklisted so for him to get this to still have his livelihood and to win is like shout out to Brandon who knew yeah. it was really beautiful lots of firsts for the night but I I enjoyed it it would have been perfect if Auntie Angela won. And shout out to Michael B. Jordan trying to make me like him. He came out as soon he was, him and Jonathan were the first people on stage after Angela lost. And he was like, hey, Auntie. And then Jonathan Majors was like, we love you from the stage and made sure to acknowledge her, which I thought was beautiful. Was poignant. Yeah, that was and great. Be- and beautiful. Very important very important moment there but shout out to folks following their dreams seeing their genius creating the lives that they want for themselves having their confidence feeling god around them and within them and doing the damn thing right ashe ashe y'all shanti ready to get off this fucking podcast and i'm a letter Cause she's she's had it up to here about three and a half four hours. So it was not. We're doing it. S- support. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. He's had long episodes this week. See We're you done next week. Blessings. Goodbye. You have just heard an around away curls John. Follow them on Twitter at atw curls and Instagram at around away curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.